Hello and welcome to the Pleasure Collective podcast. This podcast will help you to create a desire-driven, pleasure-led life, uncover the absolute gold that exists in your motherhood experience, and create synergy in blending motherhood and business. I'm your host, Regan Fig, wife and mama to three little wildlings, author of A Mother's Pleasure, and coach and mentor to women who want to create what they desire with pleasure. I'm honored to have you invest your time, energy, and attention in listening into the podcast. And I acknowledge the custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wadi Wadi people of Darawa land. Now let's dive in. Hello, my love. I am so happy to have you here back for another chapter of the audiobook, for another podcast episode. Happy, happy new year. Welcome to 2024. I hope you've got some exciting things planned or maybe even just some really simple, non-exciting things that'll bring you pleasure. These next three chapters are so juicy. There is so much gold in them. I invite you to take your time, do the activities, really integrate what's in them. You're going to get so much out of them. And then there's only two more chapters after these next three. So five more chapters to go and then the audiobook is complete. But do not worry, the podcast lives on. So the podcast will be having regular episodes each week so that you can tune in and continue to open to pleasure and experience a more desire-driven, pleasure-led life. And just a heads up, if you hear something weird in the background in this episode, it's the cicadas. Here in Australia, it is summertime and they can be quite loud. So if you do hear a weird sound, that would be it. Now, I think it was at the beginning of the audiobook, maybe even in the introductory episode, where I shared that being pleasure-led and desire-driven and using pleasure as a tool for self-discovery and liberation and opening to more pleasure doesn't always feel pleasurable. And this chapter, we will be diving into a little bit of that, feeling some of the less pleasurable things and experiences and being able to turn that into gold. Now, a recent experience of mine had really illuminated this for me again. I have recently noticed that I am uncovering so much more gold, like even deeper layers of gold within my motherhood experience. It's like a practice, right? It's like yoga. Like you're never going to become perfect at it. It becomes a practice and you just get to sink deeper and deeper into the postures. You get to sink deeper and deeper into pleasure and enjoyment and finding the gold in motherhood. And I noticed recently I was having these moments where I would just be witnessing my children. They're now seven, five, and almost three. Baby girl turns three this month. And I would be witnessing them just going about being children. Maybe they had their own little project going on, or maybe it was when we're at the beach and they were running towards me, or, you know, that moment when you kind of get up after getting them to sleep and before you walk out of the room and you just have a little moment to look at them. I do that anyway. And it had, it's been cracking my heart open recently, like experience this profound, I want to say it's like the light side of heartache. It feels I want to say awesome, 
not in the like, oh, wow, how awesome kind of a vibe, but in this like sense of like just really experiencing the awe in the moment, like feeling awestruck and my heart cracking open, just experiencing like the beauty and the rawness and the sacredness of those moments. And it's brought a lump into my throat and often tears to my eyes and down my face. And I don't think I could access that kind of a feeling and experience if I haven't journeyed through what I've journeyed through that we're going to explore in this chapter without journeying through some of the uncomfortable experiences and the the discomfort, the the things that are not as enjoyable as experiencing pleasure. And you'll understand what I'm talking about as you listen to this chapter. And just as I spoke to this in the introduction of this book, if you are practicing opening to more pleasure and it doesn't feel pleasurable and it feels uncomfortable, either a little or a lot, know that you're not doing it wrong. Know that in order to experience more pleasure, often we need to move through the feelings and emotions and experiences that aren't so pleasurable. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about by the end of this chapter. So I'm going to go ahead and get stuck into chapter 10. Before I do, if you also would like to experience more heart-cracking or stricking, (laughs) is that a word, experiences in motherhood, you're going to want to jump down to the show notes and join us, register for free for The Motherload, which is going to be happening very soon. It's a completely free experience and it will have you uncovering the gold that already exists in your motherhood experience. Okay, let's dive in. Chapter 10, Pleasure Pathways. As mothers, we do such a great job of holding it all together that we've lost the ability to let it all go, to allow feelings to flow. And flow they must. Should we desire any depth of pleasure, love, happiness, or whatever it is that would create a life that is enjoyable for us? The more we hold in our feelings and what's alive for us in our body, the more we prevent ourselves from feeling the full spectrum of emotions that are trying to flow through us. When we ignore, suppress, numb, and distract ourselves from what we really feel, these pathways that could allow pleasure to flow become clogged with contents we're trying to avoid, making what we're trying to avoid more present than ever. We can find ourselves numb, confused, overwhelmed, and desensitized. We might lack the ability to experience presence and pleasure, intimacy and partnership, and life that might not permeate past the surface. And we might feel so exhausted from hiding and holding it all together that we miss the opportunity to emotionally purge our way to pleasure. The fear of sharing your truth. I remember having a maternity leave coffee date with another mama friend after my first baby was born. I called it eternity leave and lo and behold, six years later, I still haven't gone back. My friend and I were sitting in the sunshine outside at the local cafe. The sound of coffee beans grinding and the juicer juicing, the smell of coffee and chai spice dancing in the air as our two babies, born a few weeks apart, slept beside us. My friend was asking about my first group support session after my postpartum depression diagnosis. What was it like? 
What did everyone share? Well, I couldn't share other women's stories, but I was also too scared to share mine. I trusted my friend, but still felt ashamed of myself. So I told her the details of what I had shared, but passed it off as the experience of others. Oh, you know, I said, we just shared the way things were feeling for us. Some people were just really tired and feeling unsupported. Some people were angry and frustrated, feeling grief for their old life and trapped in a new one. My friend said, that's really sad to feel trapped and grief and all of that. That would be so horrible. I know, I replied, and I did know. What I knew was that it wasn't meant to be like this. What I knew was that it was meant to be enjoyable, lovely, bliss even. And yet, there I was, tired, feeling unsupported, angry, frustrated, grieving, trapped. And then feeling even more trapped because she didn't understand and because she felt sorry for the other women. Me. It's only now that I sit here typing this. Five years later, I consider that perhaps she felt the same way and was too scared to share her feelings with me, just as I was too scared to share mine with her. Honour the shadows too. As mothers, we know how we're supposed to feel. And if our feelings fall outside of that, we shut them down. We lace them up with shame and tie them tight to our chest. We distract ourselves with coffee dates and feeding apps and cot sheet sets. We numb ourselves with doom scrolling or a daily drip of wine, whatever works, and avoid any conversation where these feelings might expose themselves. For there aren't many safe spaces a mother can typically go to share this side of motherhood. Yet. And yet, there is another side we get to experience as well. Even in my darkest of days, my baby would melt me. I'd be fuming at the sleep deprivation. But a reflexive smile would awaken me as my son's eyes met mine. A gush of love would fill my chest as his dimply hand slid down my arm as he met sleep. I'd feel an unexpected sense of gratitude, seeing his tiny clothes hanging from the line. Motherhood bliss was there, even if it was fleeting. I had had glimpses, and I was determined, and hopeful, to find more. What I discovered was that in the spaces where I felt safe to have those conversations that no one else seemed to be having in my group support session that I hid behind amongst my friends, it seemed, I was able to do more than just access my grief and sense of being trapped and unsupported. I was able to access deeper layers of joy and contentment and even pleasure that didn't feel so fleeting. As I was purging the shadows from my postpartum Pandora's box, I was purging my way to a pleasure-filled path that I had only just taken my first steps on. I came to realize that we cannot access our desires, our body's intuition, our body's messages, or our pleasure if we cannot also be with our discomfort, our disappointment, our sadness, and our grief. All of it. The more I could tap into, honor, and experience those feelings that I had been avoiding, suppressing, and distracting myself from, the more I could tap into and experience the feelings that I craved. Knowing what I know now, it makes total sense. Our emotional stream. Dr. Brene Brown says, We cannot selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions. Visualize your pleasurable emotions, joy, contentment, satisfaction, happiness, following all your other less pleasurable emotions down a stream. Anger, sadness, grief, frustration. 
if we aren't letting all of our feelings flow down the stream, they become clumped up debris that block the flow of all our emotions. If we aren't moving our negative emotions through our body, they will limit the flow of our emotional stream, making it harder for all of those good feelings to stream through as well. My friend and mentor Carly Marie said once, flowing water runs clear. If you want to feel the pristine emotions of pleasure, you'll also need to move those that are less pleasurable and socially welcome. If you've ever breastfed or used a breast pump, you'll know exactly what I mean. If we don't let it flow regularly, if we don't express or feed when the milk is produced in response to a suckling baby or breast pump or baby crying or feeling love for our little ones, for example, then our milk will build up and impact flow and we risk creating block ducts and potentially a lot of discomfort and pain. When we express what's alive and present in our emotional stream, it will allow a deeper, clearer stream to flow. It will allow us to more easily access clearer, deeper, more pleasurable emotions, the ones that feel good, that make parenting and motherhood more enjoyable, the ones that allow us to connect more intimately with those we love most and simply experience joy in our world. So, just like our breastfeeding slash pumping situation, express regularly, let it flow, respond to what is happening inside your body. Find a sense of safety in order to enhance expression, whether that be in a group support setting with a friend or partner you feel safe around, with, with a professional who is skilled in providing this support, or in a private safe space alone. And welcome the magic that follows. The electric current that will begin to hum gently through your body, reminding you that you are alive and connected to the ecstatic current of life. Healthy expression. Emotions are energy in motion. So, in order for us to express them, we must move them through and out of us. Some ways will be healthier and more helpful than others. Screaming at your children probably isn't how you want to express yourself. So here are some examples of what you can do to move emotions through you in order to feel the full spectrum of life. Point one, movement. Shake your body, stomp your feet, take a baseball bat to the bed, dance, move freely as your body pleases. Point two, sound. Scream, roar, moan, or sigh into a pillow. Let any other kind of sound come out. Point three, process. Have conversations, journal, write, attend a women's circle. Pleasure and shame. One of the strongest emotions limiting us from experiencing pleasure is, often unconsciously, shame. As humans, we are naturally motivated by pleasure through spikes in dopamine within our body as it enhances our progress and evolution as a species. The friction comes when we are met with a pleasure and sex shaming society. As most of us have been overtly and subtly shamed for seeking and experiencing pleasure since we were small children, we have experienced pleasure and shame bonded together. When our natural drive towards pleasure brings us closer to it, it brushes us up against programmed feelings of shame. This can then often lead to compulsive behaviours that act as a coping mechanism to protect us from the shame, but keep us distanced from our desires and our pleasure. More on that later. Think of the phrases, does she have no shame? And she's totally shameless. In our society, shame is seen as something women are required to have, to keep us, in quotations, in check, to make us humble, good girls. The thing is, 
Shame is holding us back from the platter of pleasure that our life has to offer. When I work with clients who want to release shame, I use a neurolinguistic programming, NLP, technique that taps them into their subconscious mind and takes them back to the first event where they experienced shame. Every single time I've gone there with a client, the first event in which they felt shame was in relation to experiencing pleasure, usually when they were very young. They are shamed for eating something they weren't supposed to eat or that someone else thought was disgusting. Shamed for taking something when it wasn't theirs to take. Shamed for touching their body. And shamed for any other number of things because someone else decided it was wrong, disgusting, naughty, bad. What follows is usually repetitive shaming for experiencing pleasure in childhood that then becomes a learned process into adulthood. Repetitive shaming linked with pleasure strengthens the shame-pleasure bond. So, in adult life, Both external influences as well as ourselves are actively policing and shaming us for desiring or experiencing pleasure. The shame-pleasure bond becomes so deeply ingrained in the subconscious that we become unaware of the shame that arises when we near pleasure, perhaps only registering an uncomfortable shift within our body that we want to escape from or get rid of. So we might use coping mechanisms such as compulsive behaviors to numb and create distance from the emotion. Common compulsive behaviors include Point 1. Constant content consumption. Example, Instagram, Facebook, podcasts. Point 2. Excessive cleaning. Point 3. Overeating. Point 4. Overspending. Point 5. Obsessing over diet, exercise or weight. Point 6. Drinking too much. Creating new pathways. The good news is that we can break the cycle. We can rid ourselves of unnecessary shame-pleasure bonding and open up another pathway for pleasure to reach us. Even if you don't do an NLP shame-release experience to uncouple the very first shame-pleasure bond, even if you're not sure when your first experience was, even if you're not sure which events contributed to strengthening the shame-pleasure bond over your lifetime, you can still begin to uncouple those bonds, neutralize the charge around the shame, release it, and the associated discomfort and welcome pleasure into all aspects and welcome pleasure into all aspects of your life this is helpful both when there are compulsive behaviors present in your life and when there are not when we neutralize the charge around the shame we have an opportunity to open to and experience pleasure clear the compulsion and actually feel satiated by smaller amounts of what we have previously been consuming to excess For example, instead of eating a whole packet of chocolate biscuits, we can eat one or two, be with the pleasure of that, and not reach for more and more. Consuming the whole packet of biscuits can be a way to numb the shame that comes up when we begin to tap into pleasure. You begin to do less. Perhaps you'll begin to notice that the obsessive content consumption becomes a shorter session of social self-care or inspiration. The excessive cleaning becomes acceptance or contentment amongst the chaos some days. The overeating becomes an experience driven by desire and taste that is satiating after a much smaller amount than usual, or the compulsive alcohol consumption becomes a joyful glass of wine instead of the whole bottle. What's helped me to do this in my own experience and with my clients? Point one, making the unconscious conscious. Point two, feeling the discomfort of shame arise in the moments where pleasure presents itself. 
Point three, exploring and practicing different ways to express the felt sense of shame and discomfort when it arises. Point four, journaling it out to receive clarity around it. Point five, speaking to your shame. Point six, asking where your shame has come from and what information it has for you. Point seven, asking the childhood version of you within what she needs to hear and feel instead of the shame she received. Point eight, reminding yourself that you are made for meeting your desires, that it is safe to experience pleasure, that you are allowed to hold pleasure in your body. And point nine, replacing shame with what you need to hear and feel instead. Maybe this looks like speaking to your childhood self in the mirror. Maybe it is literally giving yourself a hug. Maybe it is following through with the pleasure you desire and repetitively reminding yourself that you are safe. Pleasure is for you. Breaking the cycle. Imagine if every child on earth witnessed their parents prioritizing their pleasure, meeting their needs, filling their cup with what they desire, being less reactive and more responsive, having deeper intimacy with their partner and loved ones, and having enough trust in themselves and their intuition through being deeply connected with their body, that they parent and do life in a way they are solid on. Imagine what could change for them and how our society would look as they grow into adults and potentially parents themselves. Imagine the change of societal expectations and the resolving of shame that could be waiting for our children as they make their way into adulthood and parenthood. What our sons or daughters could provide for the future mother of their children and what our daughters would expect of their co-parent partners. This is the world that you are contributing to simply by devoting yourself to a more pleasurable path, simply from reading this book and putting these practices to use in your life, simply by meeting this part of your life now and not, in quotations, when you have time or, in quotations, when the kids are at school or, in quotations, when the kids are grown, etc. Because you are doing this work, it means you have healed parts of your lineage behind you and in front of you. Because you are doing this work, it means your children won't have to. You are modeling this to your children so they'll know how to express themselves in a way that is helpful and how to prioritize their pleasure. Because you are doing this work, it means our society will begin to shift to one that does not shame others for experiencing and prioritizing pleasure, but welcomes the full spectrum self and celebrates the person who is connected to their pleasure and actively creating a life they enjoy. Quote, You are alive and connected to the ecstatic current of life. All right, my love, before I wrap up this episode, listen in because I have an epic freebie coming in January. It's called The Motherload and it's all about uncovering the absolute gold that already exists in your motherhood experience. It's a week-long journey live with me to strike gold in motherhood. Not by getting lucky, not by trying harder or getting more organized, not by changing your children's behavior or your personal circumstances. We uncover the gold that's already there for you to feel alive and lighter and soothed and in total reverence of the riches in your life. It's completely free and you'll leave with tangible treasure finding skills and practical, simple strategies. Make sure you go to the show notes for the sign up link. Again, it's completely free and you're invited. It's been my pleasure to offer my book to you in a really accessible way. 
If you're loving the podcast and audiobook episodes, please do me a massive favor and share it with a friend or on your socials and leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. You can also order a Have In Your Hands copy from any good bookstores or your favorite bookselling online retailer. In pleasure. Bye for now.